welcome everybody to episode two of the uh, Give Him Hell podcast covering the Washington football team, National Football League. I'm Cameron, joined by Milan. Milan, how are you? I'm pretty good. How about yourself, man? Oh, man, I can't complain. Um, like, it's always nice talking after a win, right? Oh, hey, feels a whole lot better than, than the other side. <laughs> yeah, man, this is pretty cool. Um, we don't get so, these too often. Yeah, let's, um, so before we talk about the ins and outs of the game, what were you, where were you watching the game? Did you, um, you got Chris's uh, NFL Network, or you had the, uh, you had a stream, or kind of how did you get to the game? Hey. I will not speak on any illegal activity <laughs> okay. that I may or may not have participated in. Uh, but I watched it at, on my computer. There we go. So now I actually, um, I convinced the other half to, to get out the house. Um, it was actually her idea to go to brunch with some friends, and I convinced her to stay out late enough for us to watch the game, so that was cool. Um, so I got mm-hmm. to watch like the whole thing at uh, a place you and I hang out when you're here. got to watch the whole thing at Kung Fu. Um, what was crazy was... It's on at the same time as the Dallas game, right? And mm-hmm. the Dallas game's on weather delay. So, like, we'll score a touchdown. And, you know, me, I'm around the ball. I'm looking for high fives from everybody. Everybody's looking at me crazy. <laughs> well, okay, I see how it is. I see what it be. Uh, but, no, it was good stuff. Um, so, before we get into the game specific, let's talk a little bit about the week. Um, this is the first time that I've done something like this to where my family – our family has feedback on it. That was kind of strange. Because, Awkward. Yeah, I've been doing this, what? But it's super uh, cool. Yeah, like four years and, you know, a lot of stuff. Like, I, we've we said it on the first show if you listened. And if, if you've subscribed to this feed, which a number of people have in the last week, and you've gone and listened to some of the other shows, you know, the language can be a bit different. The, uh, the conversations can be a bit different. They can get uh, kind of mature and kind of silly at times. And so we made an effort with this to kind of stray away from that. Like, you never know. You know, once you talk sports, you want it to be as universal as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, and come to find out, like, our grandmother listens to this. Like, that was weird. <laughs> that was really Shout strange. out to my dear. Yeah, man. For keeping it's, up. It's great. For man. being hip. It's also the thing where, like, you know, I'm about to be... With 32 you're gonna be 25 next month so even though it's great it's still kind of like grandparents being proud of you it's still it's a little awkward at this point <laughs> it's like thank you i do appreciate it but i'm not i'm not equipped to deal with that like right now like you feel that I, I don't know how to process that but I, it's love it is appreciated um and we actually got an email from our aunt and just to kind of show you how generationally this podcast thing is strange uh she says uh i listened to a taping of your sports show i'm impressed (laughs) i appreciate it this it's a bit of a language barrier with this podcast stuff but no it's great like that's the best compliment you can have because most definitely again like you know we've been you and i like together have been doing this thing you know a year year and a half i've been doing it like three four years off and on and so like to be able to make something that i feel like we can share with family and you know they can listen to it like in front of anybody and a, a plus you know it's something that you know being from where we're from like everybody's either a fan or talk to somebody who's a fan so um you know just put puts more more eyes on the product more ears on the product so it's great like it's really appreciated so most well, definitely um but yeah uh you know last week uh you know some things we talked about were you know we didn't like things that were happening in the red zone um, we thought the defense showed up and could have played better. We didn't really like the run blocking. It seems like, you know, the antidote for a lot of those things is playing the uh, L.A. Rams. Well, that 
Yeah. Um, Definitely. And, and I, which was supposed to be a top top line in the league. Yeah, and I think you know, and, and all due respect to their team, I think we did get lucky facing Aaron Donald on a pitch count. Yeah, like that's his first game you know, back. That's a good thing, you know, him not being able to go, you know, every every down. But um, again, let's not get too far around everything. Um, final score: uh, Washington versus the uh, Los Angeles Rams at the LA Coliseum. Uh, Washington twenty-seven, uh, LA twenty. Uh, biggest story of the game for me was, you know, the uh, not even the homecoming, but the the coming out party for Chris Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is I think this is what they expected, you know, three, four years ago. Uh, what what and we talked about it like we want to be an eye test show. Um, he looks a lot better without that thing on his arm, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks a lot better catching the ball sometimes than running the ball as well. Yeah. Teaching them both ways is. I think it makes a lot more sense. You see, um, you see a team like Atlanta who has you know the thunder and lightning scheme, and you know I go back to you know early to mid two thousands San Diego Chargers with you know Ladanian Thompson who was still an every down back, but you also had Darren Sproles back there, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know a lot of college teams are built up like that, you know. you know, Texas for years would run a big back out there, but then you also had uh, Jamal Charles, you know, as a mm-hmm. pace. And so many teams have done that. It's uh, always, like, weird to see your team finally do it. Um, but, yeah, he looked great. Uh, he looked faster than everybody. Uh, he looked strong. And, then, you know, week one he had that really crazy touchdown catch. Um, he's hard to bring down. Like, he's – I like the way they're using him. Um, I think mm-hmm. – one thing that we missed out on, you know, last year, we didn't really have a running back in the passing game. And so when you're as pass heavy as we are um, and people feel like, you know, they can spread everybody out. When you when you have a running back that's staying in there nine times out of ten to run block, um, you know, that takes a receiver, you know, out of these formations. Um, but, no, he, he looked great. And the kind of the, the biggest thing I took away, if I could go off a single play, now it seems like we have the ability to run the halfback draw because, mm-hmm. you know, we're such a pass-heavy offense that they have to back everybody up. And then it looks like our receivers are going to block downfield, um, and that's going to be something that we have in the stash. It looks really good. Most definitely. When you open up the field, that's what happens for you. When you spread the field out and when you're when you're going up consistent passing that sets up the run game, I mean, that's that's exactly what you need to do. And we finally stuck to something. Can I tell you something that I saw that I didn't think I'd be saying in week? What? Kirk Cousins looked pretty good. <laughs> so he went. Uh, he looked pretty eight, good. Yeah, he went 18 for 27 for 179 and a touchdown. And I mean, 18 for 27, yeah, exactly 66% on the nose completion, under 200 yards and a touchdown. But I didn't feel like there were a bunch of balls that were forced out there. Um, mm, it wasn't. Now Rob Kelly. 12 carries, 78 yards. Uh, you know, that's to, almost to seven that injury. yards a carry. Like, yeah, uh-huh. and, and, you know, and then he has to go out the game. But that's that's a great day for a rushing offense that we haven't had. You know what I exactly. mean? Like, that's, that's a really good day for him. And I think coming out of college as a fullback, fighting your way to be running back one, um, I don't think, and I haven't heard anything, I haven't seen any reports, that he has a problem with another guy getting the touchdowns. I feel exactly. like he's satisfied with his role. And so, you know, when when you have these holes opening up, because here's the thing, like he's proven, you know, he's not going to break 
you know, a giant run, but he's also not going to turn the ball over. He's typically going to fall forward. And it looks like, based on the way we're going to throw the ball around, um, that that's going to be, you know, sufficient. Um, and back to Cousins really quick. Again, like I said, um, you know, he looked good. And I think he looked good. Now, we talked about it last week, and I've been talking about it to you all offseason. Garcon and Jackson being gone, like, I don't know how that's going to work. And, mm-hmm. I mean, one thing about Cousins, he spreads the ball around, you know. Um, a lot of guys got touches. Ryan Grant was the one that got the lone touchdown. Um, but when I look at receiving, you know, Jordan Reed, six catches. Crowder, four catches. Terrell Pryor, two catches. Chris Thompson, uh, you know, three catches. Vernon Davis had one. Ryan Grant had the touchdown. Samaj P. Ryan, um, good to see him playing. You know, yeah. He didn't have a lot of big carries, but that seems to be he's working his way out of the doghouse. So now we got three running backs that we can put out there on the field. Two big strong guys, and we got a scat back who's getting touchdowns. Um now, Josh Doxon, one target, no catches. He's been him I Casper the friendly ghost. Where yeah. Waldo? We still got Can't him. find him. I'm hoping I'm I mean guy, there yeah. there's gotta be some something's going on. I don't know what that could be. Mm-hmm. But Something's going on. Hopefully everything everything gets right and we see him see him feature more. Crowder was great on third down. You know, he had four catches for forty seven yards, including a really big third down that we needed on a drive. Um, Most definitely. He's looking good. Um, you know, Reed is still gonna be the workhorse out there. Um six targets, six catches. Like what else can you ask from the guy? You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. short hands. Yeah, I mean Terrell Pryor only had two catches, but um, you know, two catches for thirty one, like he's he had that big catch to get us out of the goal, out of the end zone. Um, mm-hmm. We were in, uh, like deep in there, our deep in our own story, and he had that big catch to get us out of there. So, so yeah, looked good all around. Um, what did you think about the uh, about the defense? Hey, I've been a firm advocate for Josh Norman. Yeah, and I I feel like a lot of people don't don't realize what he got paid to do he got paid to change the game yeah he makes game changing plays every game every game so i now i don't want to just put it on him but nah man that he's the mvp of our defense so far in my eyes but uh d-line looked good until well toward the end of the second quarter uh and so so on we looked good at first yeah until todd Gurley started breaking out for a couple of them but I mean, they didn't, we didn't look too. We didn't look too bad. Uh, golf didn't look good. We pretty much we 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 did pretty good in our secondary and our pass defense. Mm-hmm. Run defense got a got a lock up longer, but I mean, I ain't got too much to complain about on that side yeah. of the wall. Everett had three catches from ninety five yards. Everybody else was under fifty yards. Yeah. So, you know, you you want to hear the crazy stat of the year so far? What is that? How many yards? Does Tavon Austin have receiving? If you had to ballpark it, how many does he have for the year? Mm, I want to say about 130, 140. 26 yards. Wow. Yeah, 26 yards. Um, is that yeah. a target issue or is that a. It actually kind of is. I think he only had one target yesterday. And I think what's happening is. They got him out there, you know, running the ball as well. And I think when they don't find the rhythm in that, they also don't look for him in the passing game. Percy you know, Harvin. Um, yeah. Percy yeah. no mercy. Exactly. So, and I mean, um, Josh Reynolds, shout out to 
Northside San Antonio, mm-hmm. our man Ivan Mason. He had that one catch on the fourth down, uh, but other than that, you know, he was quiet. So yeah, defense did a pretty good job. Uh, two sacks for twelve yards. Weren't missing a bunch of tackles, and that's my biggest thing. Yeah, yeah we we missed a lot of tackles. That, I mean, yeah. we're over the years we've missed a lot of tackles. Yeah, so they they tackled pretty well. You know, I had two sacks. Um, got some really good pressure. Uh, which was impressive. Um, of course, uh, Mason Foster seals the game with the uh, with the interception and fell um, down. Fell down, smart man. Yeah, Good yeah. Move. We don't we don't, need, we don't need a whole lot. Yeah. So I know something you wanted to talk about. Um, where did it look to you? And you introduced it the way you wanted said. Uh, All right. Where did so it look to you like that game was uh, the game might have gotten away from us. So before look before we get into that, I want right. to sal- I want to salute before I forget Kendall Fuller. Yeah. Second year in. He was he he looked shaky last year. It was he had a couple bad plays last year mm-hmm. that that I, I can remember. He's been stepping up this year. Yeah, he's been stepping up big time. He made a lot of open field tackles, yeah. especially on them screens. He 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 read those screens really well, and I feel like that's in a pass heavy NFL. A lot of offenses are transitioning into that, into yeah. those those screens, those uh, tri- trips on the trips right, trips left. You know those. Wide receiver screens that turn into seven eight. It's almost an extension of the run game, mm-hmm. and I feel like as as we get into that, you need D backs who have great. It's, it's a stat on Madden play recognition. Mm-hmm. I try to find guys that have a lot have high play recognition, and that's that's something you you really can't teach. You either got the instinct for it to, to be able to read it or not. You know and what I like? He was stepping up. Yeah, he was jumping screens, but not trying to jump the ball. Like, because when that right. ball got to the receiver, it was helmet and chest. It was. He I'm was, gonna get off of this blocker. Yep. He 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 shaded the block and and got right to him. It looked really good doing. Yeah, he did. Oh, but uh, but yeah, uh, I feel like as a Washington Redskins fan of 24 going on 25 years now, we always have a a play in a game. Here. We can either blow it or we almost blew it in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on Sunday, goal to go, first and goal to go, we throw the ball three times. Yeah. After Fat Rob got us down there running excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It yeah. I don't I don't know if that's a Jay Gruden thing. I I can't even think of who it, it, is named offensive coordinator. I'm assuming the real offensive coordinator is Jay Gruden. But come on, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> come on, man. You, you can't. You should not go against what's working. And I mean, one like great play call from uh, you know, on that on that bootleg, and then Ryan Grant running a great route, Kirk dropping the ball in perfect. Like that's mm-hmm. that's all well and good. Um, one thing they did different, though, and, I, and I'll say this: a lot of times when we get into trouble with those, uh, you know, with those red zone picks, is because it's a straight drop pack. Typically, it's a three-step drop, um, and then he's going to overshoot somebody. Look around now. One thing you do with the play-action pass, you're either going to be able to get the ball off, or you're getting sacked, but you stay in field goal range. So I wonder what happened last week. Like, I'm going to throw the ball, but I'm going to make sure it's where we can control it. Like, even if we sacrifice our quarterback, because they did move him, you know, off of his normal spacing. Um, They're back-to-back favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And favorites that weren't really, didn't look too in the field of play, which was was also my thing. And it's like, 
you really just waste it. Why waste you, the play? You just wasted two plays. It ain't like we up 17, 24 points at the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We could have. That could have easily been game swinger. You see the way Todd was running. Mm-hmm. I mean, we pulled it out though, and I'm yeah. super happy about that. But come yeah, on, quality man. Quality win, but I don't. I mean, you know, I, I would love to be like these other teams where I don't have to worry myself to death. Uh, exactly. You know, that late in the game. Like, I want to I want to get out there and get home and enjoy my life. As much I as wanna... I don't like using their name, I feel like Redskin fans and Cowboy fans share that in common. Yeah. To where every game is either, I mean, it, you're on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every It's an emotional rollercoaster every time. So, you know, with that being in the books, uh, you want to talk about this game we got coming up Sunday night? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, Oakland, Oakland, Washington. Oakland coming to uh, Washington to play. Look, that's if you don't have Oakland on your short list of Super Bowl contenders, I don't know how much football you watch. Exactly. All right. Um, you know, strong running game. He's probably smoke. top five quarterback in the league. Uh, you know, hard receiver to cover, improving defense. Uh, you know, so. You know, we'll see. I don't want to analyze it too much, and it's it's hard for me not to root for Marshawn Lynch. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. So, you know, um, but we do have to beat some of these AFC West teams because they're they look at this point, you know, they're really good. They got three mm-hmm. really good teams and a team that is probably going to go 500, so they're going to beat half of us. You just don't want to be in that half. That beat exactly. San Diego. So, you know, we'll see. Um, what I do want to do uh, before we get out of here, man, we got two things to talk about. We got to talk Sewer Cravens. We got to talk RG3. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess Sewer Cravens first. Um, you know, you draft a guy who's, you know, somewhere between a safety and a linebacker. Um, doesn't get on the field early last year. Has some injury issues. You know, there's a report that he was actually at the Texas USC game Saturday night. Uh, you know, talking to his coach for some advice, uh, and so now they're actually not going to play him for the rest of the year, citing uh, citing injury as the cause. But uh, what do you think about that whole situation? Like, do you you go and draft a guy that high to improve a, a space that you really need improved, and then you just kind of give up on him for the year player? I, here's how I look at it, and I don't know if this if this, this is because of my emotional attachment not only to the Redskins but. I mean, you always have that one or two players of your favorite team that stand out for you, that you mm-hmm. that you really enjoy watching. And he was one of those for me. Uh, watched him when he was in college, coming out. He the the plays he did get in last year. He was he, he made plays. That's yes. one thing I can say mm-hmm. for him. He definitely made plays. Uh, so going into the season before all before all of this uh, was going around. Uh, have really, really, really high high hopes and expectations for him. Uh, I I don't want to hold his name necessarily in this light, but I projected him in my in my own Redskin fan of mine. I projected him to be up there with a Sean Taylor to be yeah. that good and that game changing. Uh, so with that, I'm disappointed that I won't get to see him, but. I feel like there's something going on that's in which all of it really is deeper than my fandom. So I hope all goes well. Uh, salute to him. Whatever is going on, I hope if it's football he chooses to come come back with, I'm more than excited to watch him play. Uh, and I, I don't think the Redskins in any way, shape, or form could have foreseen this one coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it, 
it's one of those just, just life things guys growing up uh you know rethinking certain certain avenues of life and what what they really want to do so yeah I hope. salute to him hope everything is well and you know i hope we find some way to fill that role where then angelo hall you out yeah, there in a, in a short sleeve hoodie yeah. Like Floyd, man. Like, come on, D'Angelo. Like, <laughs> let's like, get, on, when let's you, get on the field, D'Lo. Yeah, when you were playing safety, you were you were actually all right back. Like, come, come on, man. Come home. Like, like, go be a nickel. Come home. You got the ball head and the beard, big dog. You got to get out there yeah. and, 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 you know what I'm saying, catch you a pick say, six for one time. He's out, here, out there being a clean scratch every week. Well, you better give <laughs> some money. But, no, um, yeah, like you, you, you see a guy like, we just played a Rams, you see a guy like Trey Mason who, uh, you know, you think about him as, as running – crazy in college but running in a spread mm-hmm. offense you think that's finesse you don't think he takes a lot of hits and then you know two three seasons in he's a shell of himself and so you never want that to happen to a kid um so you know you, you hope everything is actually okay medically and you hope that he does find happiness if this is not what he wants to do like you know it's a job like anything else and nobody well, should definitely. fault anybody for you know going to find another job um now if he wants to stay at this job i would appreciate it <laughs> but um, <laughs> you, um so yeah man we'll We'll, we'll finish up talking about uh, talking about your quarterback, and like people don't, you know, it's it's like sometimes um, like I'll do other shows and you know I'm not talking to somebody who I talk to like all day every day, and you and I talk very often, so we kind of mm-hmm. had it out, not had it out, but had our difference of opinion on on Robert Griffin the third today, and you know um, let's kind of set the stage. Like basically he he's not you know, with any teams right now, um, you know, people have speculated that he's better physically than some of these guys on roster. So they can't uh-huh. really pinpoint exactly why he's not employed. Um, now he comes out today and basically accuses Santana Moss of, uh, subtweeting him. <laughs> and what was weird about it was he accused Santana Moss of subtweeting him, but didn't quote Santana Moss. Yeah. He didn't add Santana Moss, like real weirdo stuff. Um, so, and basically the gist of it was like I fought hard to earn the respect of, you know, the people in the locker room and I was in a situation where the franchise like didn't put me in a spot to succeed. Now, you and I had a difference of opinion about this earlier, but as the day went on, you know, I kinda you know, I mellowed out on it like we we've told this story a bunch of times. My whole thing with with R G three comes to the year we win the division, he's a rookie. And we go into the Seattle game. He's on one leg, basically. We go up 14. He looks like he can't walk, and we leave him in the game. Outside of read option, outside of Shanahan play calling, outside of drafting Kirk Cousins, to me, that's the moment I pinpoint that if there's an argument to be made that management was not on his side, that was it. That's that's how I feel. Now, that being said, I don't feel like his behavior since basically that point has been the behavior of somebody you'd want to take a risk on as far as being your starting quarterback. Like, and I don't mean like feeling sorry for himself because he didn't even like, he didn't even come out and say anything bad about the organization. I mean, personal decisions kind of on top of that. Um, and then like this, this is just weird. Like I don't, um, you know, he's, you know what you do in your relationship is kind of your business even though you're a public figure and you and i we talked about kevin hart and we'll, maybe we'll do that on a different show because that's a fun conversation to have <laughs> it's a very adult conversation. but um 
you know, like, it just... The, the stuff he's kind of doing personally, like it's his business, but at the same time, you're a public figure. And so, you know, you you claim to be a certain way, claim to have certain ideals, and you seem to go against those things, but don't want to be questioned on them. That's strange. And then after all that, like after all this time, it's when he's kind of maybe on his last legs, you know, not to not to put a pun out there. Right. You know, as far as getting a job as a quarterback, like Cleveland took a big risk on him um, and he looked good when he was out there but he wasn't out there you know so don't know if teams are going to acquiesce to a certain play style that he needs or wait for him to come along um yeah i i what do you kind of make of kind of what happened today and even just his last his last few months as far as you know his prospects as being a quarterback and and his attitude and if is he somebody you'd want to see like on a roster that you that you root for okay so First and foremost, yeah, mo- most definitely, he was a, he was the most. I don't even know what adjective to put it, but he was the biggest star in D.C. throughout the second half of that of his rookie year. Uh, everything was going good uh, till Haloti Nada des- decided that he didn't want RG th- RG three's knee to live anymore, <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, everything spiraled downhill from that. Every all the decisions made from up top, just how everything was made, it, it was all messed up. But, but I feel like, and you know yourself better than anybody. You're not, you're getting paid X amount of money. You know how much this means to you. You know what's bigger than the moment. You know your body more than anybody. It, I feel like you do have to put the ultimate responsibility on the player it wasn't a concussion it wasn't anything head related to where he can't make a conscious decision i mean you got adrenaline pumping out that's fine and dandy but come on you know yourself better than anybody else that's not to say mike shanahan don't get redder than the devil sometimes Hmm. but i don't know i feel like that's on him and then you got the i know you remember the all length for day one, the the Adidas commercials all summer, coming into that sophomore yeah. season all summer with the ropes, the fake sweat, and then the ropes like a like a throwback Gatorade commercial had the jumping hurdles, had the half flats, and... half twist. You know what I'm saying? Freshly yeah. done for, for for a rare occasion. You know yeah. what I mean? And what happened? I feel like yeah. when you toss real talk, I've said this to you before. I lose sympathy in a sense when. You try and throw the ball. And I've never seen this until him. Real talk. You try and throw the ball out of the end zone to throw it away. And you come up short on numerous occasions. Yeah. And they turn into picks. <laughs> Every you time. Know you have the arm. Yeah. Every time. And you can and you can throw yeah. 60 off your back foot. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, B. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's more going on, you know. And maybe, maybe that limelight, maybe the capital wasn't for you. Maybe it just wasn't. But, I mean... Well wishes going forward. I hope somebody pick you up, just like I hope somebody pick Kaepernick up. You got scrubs out there, out there sitting behind your, your favorite quarterback. <laughs> I tell you what, it's not looking good for private school quarterbacks, right? It's now. definitely not. Like you got, you got RG three going through what he's going through. You got Andy Dalton yeah, looking, looking not great. You know, not the not the private school quarterback uh, league right if now. If only we could get the we TLC, no scrubs, and 
Yeah, what is what is Ryan Fitzpatrick doing right now? Being a scrub. I'm not allowed. To, I'm actually not allowed to say bad things about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Being a multi million dollar scrub. That was my that was my man's uh, college quarterback. So I'm not <laughs> to say things. About I'll Ryan do it for you. But scrub. I just I can think of another private school guy right away, so that's what I'll do. Um, but yeah, I just uh, you know you wish the best for the kid, but yeah, it does seem like a thing where. Like I said, you know, he came into the league, you know, they gave him that specific offense, but, um, you know, the, these guys from spread offenses, man, it just rarely translates. Like, it took 13 years for them to figure out what to do with Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. And, and, his, his, and, his, and it looks good right now. His uh, protege, I don't want to say protege is in, you know, play style and that yeah. third, but, I mean, hey, Brett Favre and Rodgers, and I, I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not tossing that out as far as status or, or what you may, but... Yeah. From a solid quarterback who gets it done to when when the passing of the torch goes through, it stays there and you don't you don't skip a beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to shout out to him because he light skin too. <laughs> crazy, but yeah, um, it, it's that thing where, huh, yeah, I, yeah, somebody's breathing down your neck, you end up playing mm-hmm. well. But it took them a long time to figure out how to work him in. You know, um, Andy Reid is a genius. Is, you know, they, if, if Cam Newton could get a receiver, you know, you might see like a spread guy really, you know, prosper. But it's it's a difficult thing. Like a lot of these guys, you know, come in pro style and they're just, you know, they fit these systems. I better. really thought Carolina um, was going to run, run that. Uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say Oregon, but I. But the, but the, the offer, yeah, the, the a more spread, on, you know, yeah. two two backs and a shotgun, and it just haven't mm. seen it. It looks. And they're, you know, they draft McCaffrey, and you just think their offense is going to be crazy, and they've scored a total of, like, what, 18 points this year? Something crazy like that. Like, they have a touchdown yet. Um, So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, I don't know. I don't think they're on. Are they on our schedule? Do we play the NFC South? No, sir. We have the AFC West and the NFC West. So, check this out, too. I don't want to project too far ahead, but that Seattle matchup's looking a little less daunting. It ain't as scary. Ain't as scary. It's as looking was. a little yeah. less. Dumb. If they can't, if, if they can't throw the ball, you know, like, then it's not Russell Wilson's ability. But you traded your secondary looking so, pretty good. Is there anybody you're less afraid of right now? Than <laughs> like what happened? Real there? talk. Like New Orleans, they 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 saw that coming, I guess. Um, but yeah, we don't. Um, one thing I pride myself on this, like we don't even have to go too long. It seems like we get, we take care of what we need to. Um, again, got that cool email uh, last week. Salute to, salute to Dawn Nixon. We really <laughs> appreciate that. Um, yeah, if you guys want to email us to ask us any questions, shout um, out to Andre. We love. Go ahead and hit us at yeah, love you to death. Uh, hit us at southcongress at gmail dot com. That's southcongress with a K. Uh, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, you know. Perhaps Monday or Tuesday, depending on how we feel after that <laughs> Sunday night game, um, you know, to talk about the outcome of uh, the Oakland Raiders uh, facing Washington. Most definitely. Uh, it's going to do it for us uh, this week. This has been episode two of Give Him Hail, the uh, podcast, They're probably the only podcast in Texas covering uh, Washington <laughs> football. <laughs> Shout out. For Milan. Yeah, for Milan. Um, Cameron, that's going to do it for us this week. Again, um, thank you guys for listening to this brand new show that we have. Here in a couple of weeks, um, we're going to kind of get back on our mainline stuff that we do, which is uh, myself and Travis Bryant covering uh, CW's The Flash. So if you watch that show and you uh, stay subscribed to this podcast, 
you will definitely uh you know hear us talking every week blow for blow play for play about that it's funny we get we get more into a play for play about this show than we do about this actual <laughs> game because you know shout out to flash yeah, yeah, check um, out check out the fan by fan show however if you if you for just getting into flash or you want a show to get into go and out the flash go back if you want to listen to the, all, all the pods leading up get caught up go ahead and check it out I need to get really smart so I can do a Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, but I, I feel like that would be like two hours breaking. You trying to make down. me quit? Quit the yeah. quit the podcast already? Yeah, right. <laughs> Got to do something else. But no, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. That's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, it's been the uh, Give Him Hell podcast from Alarm. I am Cameron, and we're out. Cole.